Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. It's no secret that we believe your employer plan is a key to your financial success. Wouldn't it be great if everyone received personalized coaching prior to starting their employer plan? You know, someone to help you understand the ins and outs and help you succeed. That'd be nice. Sadly, that isn't the case at most employers. So we're going to give you some tips to help you understand your plan today on Talking Sense. So let's address some basic truths before we start. HR is not even licensed to help provide you with financial advice. Yes. So it's not necessarily their fault. I mean, the reality is the person who is giving you that beautiful little packet and telling you bring it back in 48 hours, they don't work in this industry. So they're going to have limited, if any, knowledge about investing for you specifically. Yeah. I just got like a mental image of, is it Edna from (laughs) Monsters, Inc.? I did too. (laughs) Don't forget your paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) But there are Watching. things that yeah, there are things that they are just simply not licensed to help you with. And that 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 includes investment selection, coaching and accountability. So we're going to talk about five things you need to understand to get the most out of your employer plan. And we're going to start with the one that I am personally the most passionate about. And that mm-hmm. is simply what's the match? Yeah, yeah. We I feel like we, we hit it uh, or maybe you hit it like every Every time it comes up, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, get the match. I I feel like I'm one of those, you know, you've got those pictures where there's that person like screaming over the table and there's Uh the cat over there. It's like people like I've got an employer plan and I'm the lady going, get the match, you know, but maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If if you could picture this, right. So at one of our gen wealth retreats, uh, we, we did this and Mm -hmm. we brought in, or I say we, uh, our employer, yeah, um, (laughs) brought in this, uh, this bag full of just cash, just Mm -hmm. like, of cash and just put it on the table and she said you know this is the money that you guys are leaving on the table yes it was an actual representation of how much match had not been captured the prior year by people not contributing enough to get the match Mm -hmm. and if you don't know what the match is then you can't understand how to capitalize off of it so the first thing you need to find out is what is that match and then the next thing you need to understand is that most often the match is not going to be the gold standard for what you need to be contributing. I mean, let me be clear. The match is a 100% rate of return on your money for the most part. So if you have a 5% match and you have to put in 5% to get it, then when you put in five, your five becomes 10 immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've had folks that come in and ask, you know, should I be contributing to my employer plan? You know, is that a good thing? And, you know, ask, do do they have a match? Mm -hmm. And they say, yeah. And so I'm like, well, then, yeah, I mean, before you give me a dollar, get that match. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing else that I can tell you is going to be a guaranteed 100 percent return. But that is. Yeah. So. So you got to understand that match. And if you need some help with that, we can help you figure that out. There's this cool little document. I say cool. It's legal junk um, called your summary plan document. It's got all that information in there. But if you need some help, let us know. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you need to know are what are the contribution limits for your plan? Yeah. So whether it be a 401k, 403b, uh, and most 457 plans, the contribution limit is now $20,500. And as a reminder, the limit is how much you can put in. So again, this doesn't affect the match. So if you're Mm -hmm. putting in that full 20,000, your employer is putting in it on top of that. Yep. Yep. So you don't have to do that calculation for them. Mm -hmm. And that one just increased in 2022. Another one that increased in 2022 is if you have a small business and you have a simple IRA, that went from 13 
five to now you can put in 14,000 of your money and then your employer matches on top of that. Yep. One that didn't change though is IRAs this year. That made me a little sad. I was hoping they would go up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that one stays at $6,000 per person. Mm-hmm. And that includes all IRAs in aggregate, right? So if yes. you've got, you know, two rollover IRAs and a Roth IRA, that means that for all of them put together, the max is 6,000. Yes. So make sure that if you have multiple accounts, it's really best practice to only add to one if you're doing IRAs. But those contribution limits on your employer plan, Again, there's some that vary, like if you have a, a SEP IRA, SEP IRA, that limit is a percentage of your income. So that one's a little bit different, but you got to understand what your limit is within your employer plan. So what do you, you know, things to know, what's the match? What's your contribution limit? And this one, the next one we're talking about is one that tends to sneak up on people. And I've had people come in and get a little upset about this one and it's relate. it's called vesting. Yeah. So what is vesting first? Right, right. It's not that thing that you put on every morning. You know, it's like you're, <laughs> if you're, you're, you're eighty five. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, I've got vests. So I, oh, guess, okay. I guess I might be getting up there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not, not quite there yet. I'm but, still calling you Mr. Rogers. <laughs> well, um, you know, what this applies to is the employer matching portion mm-hmm. of, uh, of your 401k, right? So uh, the employers will do this uh, basically to help uh, them keep from getting high turnover, yes. right? So a, a way of uh, retaining employees is, you know, let's say that you're getting a 5% match with your 401k uh, contributions, but in order to to be fully vested, meaning to have full ownership of that matching portion, then you have to be an employee and in good standing for a certain amount of time. Yeah, and, and that can be varied between employers. I know mm-hmm. the longest they can go is five years or six years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those two, it recently changed, but um, understand it because it's how you earn the right to keep that match. And if you leave before that vesting period ends, you're not going to be able to take that whole match with you. So usually you get to keep a certain percentage of it based on how long you've been there. And I've had people when we call to do a rollover upset because their balance is 19,000 in that account, but they only get to move 15. So just be aware of that. If you're at an employer and you're getting close to the end of that vesting period, then maybe you want to just stick it out a little bit longer and get outside of that. So you can take all of that match with you when you leave. Yes. And then if you're a small business, just to be clear, vesting does not apply to simple or SEP IRA. So if you put into a simple IRA, there is no vesting period. The money's all yours immediately with that match. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, the, the way that they do uh, the policies around retention and that kind of thing works a little bit different in those accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for you know employers, small employers, they can still have you know some some ways to uh, help in that area, but it works a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So next, uh, Roth versus traditional. Yes, a lot of people don't realize that their employer plan has a Roth option inside of it or what that means. So we mm-hmm. did an episode, our last episode was about the differences between Roth and traditional IRAs. Mm-hmm. But with your employer plan, you also have pre-tax and after-tax options, which are the same thing. So make sure you understand that if you're a high earner who doesn't qualify for Roth outside of the employer plan, that would be a really good reason to consider using the Roth option within the employer plan. Yep. Now, the employer match is always pre-tax. Yes. So traditional. So that's one of the things that we were talking about during our last episode is that you will typically end up, if you make Roth contributions to your 401k, then that means that you'll end up with a mix of both at the end. Yes. So next thing to understand is if you get a new job, now what? You've got this employer plan. 
you know, what do you need to do with it? And and basically you have four options and we're going to talk through each of these a little bit. Anytime that you leave an employer that you can utilize. The first one is you can cash it out. Now, I'm just going to be honest. We can't tell you you can't do things. That's one of those fun little, mm-hmm. you know, compliance rules we have. But you got to understand the impact. You're going to lose that future growth that you would have had on it. It's going to be considered taxable income to you. Oh, and by the way, if you're under 59 and a half, you're going to get a 10% flat penalty. So let's say that thing was worth $50,000 and you decide to cash it out. Mm-hmm. Straight out of that, $5,000 is going to be due to the government yeah. when you get ready to file your taxes for the next year. So not even counting the fact that you now have $50,000 in taxable income added to your total, you also have just a flat 5% that's due to the government. So you can cash it out, but it, it does have a major impact on taxes. Yeah, exactly. Know the consequences. So the next option is transfer it to a new employer. So if your new employer has a an employer-sponsored plan, if that plan allows for transfers into it, then yeah, that's an option. And sometimes it matters what kind of plan you have and where you're headed. So if you're in a simple IRA and you're going into a 401k, sometimes they won't allow transfers when it's different types. Mm-hmm. Um, so just ask the company that you're... Um, currently with their their team they can give you a good idea of whether that can transfer or not so you can cash out transfer it another option is you can just leave it behind you certainly can if it's a certain dollar amount now a lot of employers Mm -hmm. have a default that if it's under a certain dollar amount they do not allow you to keep it so you've either got to take a distribution or transfer it Um, so be mindful to understand that when you're going to a new employer what the old employer is going to give you often they'll send you a letter once mm-hmm. you've left, once they've been notified that you've left that employer, but you don't usually have a lot of time to make a decision. So it's good yeah. to know your options before you're out. Um, so you certainly can, again, leave it behind if it's a larger balance and just let it stay underneath the umbrella of that old employer plan. Yeah, exactly. And the last one is you can transfer it to an IRA. Now, there's definitely a lot of uh, variables to account for this and to consider in the process, but usually transferring it to an IRA opens it up to a lot more flexibility. Yes, you've got the investment flexibility. The, the difference is when you're inside of an employer plan, a lot of the fees are on the employer. When you're in an IRA, all of the fees are on you. So mm-hmm. a lot to consider with all of those options. Which one's best for you? We can't tell you. That's something your advisor would need to talk to you about individually based on your particular circumstances. So just to rehash again, what is the match? Do you know what the match is? Are you getting the match? Because if you're not getting the match, you're walking away from free money. Please don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) What are your contribution limits? What's the vesting period? Are you going to use Roth versus traditional? And if you got a new job, now what? And and before we move on, I do want to throw something out there. I've met people who have four or five what we call orphaned 401ks where they've left separate you know employers and they left all of them behind. Mm-hmm. And it can get very cumbersome to try to keep track of where all of them are. I know mm-hmm. my husband has a small piece left at an old employer because we've had challenges just getting them to give us access to it at this point. Yeah. So you know, we moved and then the address never got updated. And so there's all this chaos with us just trying to move this little bitty account. So I would encourage you to either keep really, really, really good records or make sure you're engaging with your advisor so that you can make sure that whatever you're doing is in your best interest. Yeah. Yeah. I remember at my previous employer, we would uh, get all kinds of calls from folks just (laughs) calling up and it's kind of like they were fishing. It's like, 
I think I probably had an account here. <laughs> I might at have some, some money point. with you. Can you just look my, it up on my social? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Sometimes or most of the time, you know, it wasn't. You know, there wasn't anything there, but sometimes mm-hmm. there actually was. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of folks out there. And you know, there's this whole directory you can go to about student loans, but they just don't have one for retirement plans. There yeah. should. You can go to the. You know, there's that website you can go to, and you can look up if you have any student loans outstanding. Yeah. they need one of those for retirement plans. They definitely should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a bonus tip for you today because there's a subject that gets brought up a lot in our office and we want to make sure that people understand the pros and the cons to it whether it makes sense for you and and it's related to employer plan loans and that's specific to 401ks so mark i know you you've done some research into this so talk about pros cons and and what to do what to consider yeah so some of the pros and some of the cons here so the the pros is uh, are that it the 401k loans, they're, they're quick, right? So mm-hmm. you can have, you can apply for it on, uh, most of the time you can do it all online and you get the money within days, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's really good for, you know, whenever you're in, in a bind and need some, some money quick, right? Uh, they're also interest-free. Now mm-hmm. that you will see uh, an interest rate on the, uh, uh, you know, as you're going through the process of requesting it, However, that interest is actually interest that you're paying back into your own account, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not interest in the way that we think of interest when when uh, making a loan, mm-hmm. right? There so, are fees to do it, but you're mm-hmm. not paying an additional fee on a monthly basis for it. Typically, is what you're saying, right? Right? Yeah. So you're not paying an interest an interest fee, uh, you know, and in terms of you having to pay a bank mm-hmm. interest, right? There is an, an interest fee, but that goes back into your 401k. So that's that's a little bit uh, different. Uh, there's no, you know, uh, not there's not the process of whether, you know, what kind of credit do you have? There's not a loan um, process in that sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so that that adds to to the quickness of it. Uh, and it's for for the most part, relatively uh, simple. Uh, they make it simple for you to pay it back. Right. So usually it's through the, the same payroll deductions that mm-hmm. you make those payments back. And it's usually on a fixed schedule. Uh, most of them, you know, have uh, up to a five-year uh, kind Window. of time frame, yeah, mm-hmm. for you to be able to pay that back. Uh, and so, yeah, again, they make it pretty simple. Now, the downside is that you may miss out on returns. Yeah. Right? So while that f- those funds are out, while you're utilizing them for whatever purpose, you're not getting the gains on those funds. Exactly. So if there's a great run-up in the market, yeah, you're going to be missing out on that. Mm-hmm. And then the other big con is when you change jobs. Yeah, because if you do, then all of a sudden you find yourself having to pay all of that loan back. And that can mean taxes if you don't have Mm -hmm. the money there at that time. And in some situations, you don't really have the opportunity to pay it back. So be very cautious about what happens if you switch jobs. That's the big one with that. Um, So it's time for our two cents. And the big thing I wanted to talk about here is we didn't talk about investments. You'll notice that that's because they're unique to you. And those need to be unique to your plan. So we've talked about that before. Don't worry about worrying about that right now. If you want to check it out, it's in episode four, Code Names. That's right. So thank you so much for joining us today on Talking Sense. Join us next episode when we talk about facts versus fiction on life insurance. Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. 
And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.